Oh, next time I'll bring music. I should um I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, let me try something. I don't know if it will work. You can try it. Uh so on the Spotify app, you can actually play from your playlist is what people are saying allegedly can happen soon. So that would be exciting because then we can have background music while we wait for people to join. <laughs> um and then you also don't have to worry about royalties, too. <laughs> uh, let me see. Let me see. Um, where am I going? Okay. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully this works. And so while you're getting that set up, uh, welcome everybody. This is the first edition of African Tech News. So, uh, oops, Jeffrey, let me make you a moderator. So this is um, put together by uh, Jeffrey and I, uh, because I see a lot of tech rooms on Clubhouse um, and they kind of talk about the typical, uh, like uh, they talk about a lot of the businesses that uh, just raised money uh, or they kind of skip over the entire continent. <laughs> uh, uh, and then also just people in the diaspora too. So I wanted to basically do a club that's focused on, um, you know, anyone African descent or African uh, startups and businesses uh, making moves uh, because there's a lot of people doing stuff out there. Um, and the goal is that it's kind of like knowledge sharing. So one, uh, it's easy for me to now, whenever I need to shop black, I can do that <laughs> without having to do too much research because I now know what everyone's doing or uh, who's making moves. Um, but then it also provides an opportunity if you're interested in uh, beyond being a customer. Um, you just have more knowledge about what's going on elsewhere. For me personally, I would like to also invest. So it'll be um, fun to learn about more of the companies out there. So the room is going to be structured as uh, popcorn style. So anyone's welcome to share any uh, general news that they have. Uh, but what we will do is have some themes as well. So, for example, Jeffrey prepared today um, a lot of uh, companies uh, specifically in Ghana that are working in the fintech space. Uh, but again, our ultimate goal is to cover every African uh, um uh, country. And so I am being inclusive. So that does include Haiti. <laughs> uh, so it includes all 84. So whether on a continent or not, uh, you're a part of this. And so we want to hear what you're working on, etc. cetera. Uh, Jeffrey could probably do a, a better intro. Um, and it would be good, uh, Jeffrey, for you to intro yourself because you have a you work at an amazing place and you have amazing background. So it'd be good to share that as well. All right. Um, hello, everyone. My name is Jeffrey Oroku Sapon, but I like to be referred to as Oroku because that's a local name. The Sapon is my dad's name. He's still alive, so I don't use it. Um, I am an online journalist. I work for citynewsroom.com, which is the online side of um, CTFM and CTTV. So basically, our work is to push out the content from the TV station and the radio station and then any other content that we will create ourselves. I am also with the social media team of the same company. And generally, I love tech. So as soon as Farah got in touch that we do this, I was like, why not? Um, so basically, today is sort of an intro to 
the whole thing that we are doing, which and um, I would want to focus on the fintech space in Ghana and some of the things that are being done. Uh, I this is the plan that's in my head. I will start with mobile money, the how it grew from being just a space where people were sending money to one another to now a big space where businesses are thriving, huge payments are going on, um, how some fintechs are taking advantage of that to have some collaborations going on, building some very interesting things that are serving us here really well. So basically, that's the plan that I have in my head at the moment. Uh, so if we are talking about mobile money, so basically your um, mobile number, mine, I use the MTN Ghana. So my mobile number is connected to my mobile money account, which is basically sort of a mini bank account on my phone. So right now what we have is that some people in Ghana don't, have to be paid through their bank accounts because there are spaces where there are not even any banks. But these people can get payments through their mobile money accounts. So if I set, I register for mobile money and Farah wants to pay me for some service done for her, all she has to do is get my account, my account, my number, that's my phone number. If it's 0241234567, she puts it in confirms the payment, confirms how much she's paying, and then it's pushed to my account immediately. Um, there's some interesting technologies like insurance. Right now, every three months, the um, mobile network that I'm signed on to MTN gives you some interest on how much transaction you've done in the three months. Uh, in 2020, here's the interesting thing. In 2020 alone, the value of transactions on mobile money were 569 billion Ghana cities. Now, if you convert this to um, dollars, it would give you 97.2 billion dollars. That's the value of how much transactions went on. Uh, I do not know. Just on mobile money. Uh, so I wanted to get some clarification. If you don't mind, I'll ask, uh, interject with some questions sometimes. <laughs> um, sure, thank you. So uh, I'm interested, what do you mean by the interest? So are you literally saying that, for example, if you're transacting, you're, it's like a savings? Is that what you meant by um, interest that you're getting? Like you're getting a, basically a kickback from um, MTN or no? So basically they want us to take it as, a savings account on our mobile phones. So what they do is, after three months, they calculate a certain percentage of um, the transactions. It's between five and seven percent of the transactions that I've done. How much I have on uh, in my wallet? That's what we call it. And then, uh, in the period plus the transactions, I've done so far and then 
So there are some people who get maybe five cities, ten cities. Those are the people who push lots of money. But um, those of us who don't, who use the small money, we get in pesos. The last time I checked, I think I got 29 pesos. That's, uh, uh, let me check how much one peso is in um, in dollars. Um, that's and how much? Go, go ahead. That's less than one cent. Okay. Ah, okay. In three yeah. months. Okay. So compared to, for example, in the U.S., that's pretty comparable, to be honest, <laughs> uh, with the savings accounts. Um, so okay. um, how long have they been doing interest? I actually did not know this because basically last year was the first time I entered into the Ghana market with my product. Um, and, uh, everyone was telling me, basically, I need to integrate with mobile money. <laughs> it's like, you have yes, to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So I ran into that issue, uh, which I can go into later because I'm kind of really into crypto and blockchain. So that's why I didn't want to <laughs> do mobile money. Uh, but people didn't tell me about the interest bearing thing. So uh, how is the market? And let me know if I'm getting ahead of myself, because I know you have other stuff to cover. Um, but how is the market looking like? Because it seems like then telecom is transitioning into banking. Is that um, is, how do traditional um, banks handle that? Or is it really just a strategic partnership with the banks? So, yes, it's a partnership. So um, what happens is that these telecom companies are not banks themselves. What they do is when they get the money, they work with some banks to save the money for them. So they don't have the money on them. What they tell you is that they are just sort of the channel for the transactions. So if I have um, 20 cities sent to my account and I go to the mobile money vendor on my at my junction and I want to withdraw, say, 20 cities, the charge on that would be 50 pesos. So that's what MTN takes and then gives a certain percentage to the vendor and then keeps that as its profit. So then it works with the banks. I The last time I checked, I think it was two or three banks that MTN was working with. I don't remember the specific ones in doing this. So the telcos are not working as banks. What they are doing is... Um, working with the banks to help us make transactions much easier so that even those who are not, um, those who do not have bank accounts do not have to struggle to now have to go and create new ones because with their mobile money accounts, they technically have access to whatever transactions they want to make. And that's the easiest that we have in this country, by the way. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I don't think there are any more questions. Uh, and anyone can come up on stage if you would like um, and ask any questions. Uh, but Jeffrey, you can go ahead and continue. And I'm sorry, okay. can you repeat? Because you right, said you so. don't want to be called by Jeffrey. Is that correct? <laughs> um, um, wait. It's Uruku. That's my middle name. Okay. O-W-U-R-A-K-U. 
Um, if you are struggling with it, just go with Jeff. <laughs> I, I like that one. So it's just not as much as the other one. Okay. So, yeah. Um, so, right now, every conversation you have, you are asked, how has it been affected by COVID? So, one thing I realized when uh, COVID hit, when we went on lockdown in March 2020, that was when um, reports started coming in about how unsure we were of how the virus could be moved on notes and coins. And so companies started encouraging the use of mobile money. So right now, in my office, for instance, I can say that almost everything we do is with mobile money. If I have to go and buy a shirt for work, instead of going to a shop, I would rather go on maybe one of the platforms or on Instagram. If it's on Instagram, I interact with the vendor. If I like what I see, I send them the money via mobile money. Uh, they, when they receive it, then they send um, the whatever it is that I bought with via a delivery guy. Sometimes within a day, sometimes within hours, I get it. People are most restaurants are using that service now. The few that are not, whenever I meet with people who complain about how some restaurants, how some fuel stations are not using mobile money, the next thing they say is, I'm not going there again. <laughs> because people so, don't want to carry cash. Okay, I'm listening. So I'm, I'm really interested here. Uh, so this is now diving into a bit of my, my interest to understand this hyper-localization when it comes to ordering and receiving the item. Because um, it's noticed that um, in Asia, it's super, um, people talk about a lot, like it has a lot of traction, uh, but I haven't heard of it really talked about Ghana. So are there any startups or companies who are kind of focused on that logistics piece? Because how are they getting, how are you getting items that quick? Um, and I also want to learn more about if there's also companies, a second part question, that are focusing on, because I don't know, so I've actually ordered, um, not in Ghana, but I did order from someone on Instagram for a product, I actually met them on Clubhouse, DM'd on Instagram, but it kind of felt a bit, bit clunky. So in the US, for example, we use something like Venmo. So I Venmoed the money, once it's confirmed, then they shipped it to me. But it, it has, I'm curious, are people solving like the UX user experience problem what's the business like there right um i missed part of your first question so uh, okay. so you can repeat that oh sure so i'll i should also do one question at a time so first question <laughs> um is the logistics piece are these companies that allow you to basically go on, in, on instagram order the item using mobile money uh, and you're saying that you can get the item in a day or two, which is amazing, right? Uh, and so, are, are is it the stores themselves are delivering it, or do they have it, or or is it outsourced to another company that's doing uh, the logistics of delivering the item to somebody after they've ordered via Instagram? Um, it varies. There are shops that have their own guys on motorbikes. Most of the delivery guys are on motorbikes. Um, there are some delivery companies that are also set up that work with these um, 
delivery these companies. So um, there's a cake shop in Accra here called Karina Cakes. What they do is, if you want to buy from them, they have a list of delivery companies that they work with. Um, they give you the list and tell you that if you want to buy from us, contact any of these people, send the money to them, including <coughs> the delivery charge, and then the delivery guy will go to the cake shop, buy the cake, and bring it to you. So um, it's not smooth. There are cases where some people will send the money and then the whoever is selling to them will disappear or something. So um, it's basically based on trust and then how much research you've done into the shop to check how credible they are. The good thing is that lately what we are having is that people have started calling out these companies on social media. So if someone gets duped by any of these fraudulent ones, they post on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, and then have a lot of people reporting these companies just to get them off. So it's getting better. There are some platforms that are getting into it, trying to get the mobile money connected to Visa and other international cards. We, right now, we have what we call the interoperability, which is basically allowing us to transfer from bank account to mobile money wallet and vice versa, and from one bank to the other. Which, that one is called my GHP. So um, if I have money in my mobile money wallet that I don't want to touch because for some of us, um, we even buy um, airtime with mobile money. And in a, in a week, if I'm buying uh, 50 cities, that's 200 cities in a month, that's gone. So if I want to restrict myself, what I'll do is instead of withdrawing the money from my mobile money account and then going to the bank to deposit I just, some banks allow you to transfer without connecting the two accounts. Other banks like EcoBank, what they do is you just push in um, the bank account, choose the name of the bank, push in the bank account, type the amount of money you want to transfer, and then put in your PIN code. And then within 10 minutes, unless there's a problem with um, the Bank of Ghana system, that's the interoperability platform. It should be done within 10 minutes and then you will get, as soon as it's done, you will get a notification from your mobile money um, platform and then your bank account. So, um, I think I went ahead of myself, but we have uh, some companies that do the selling and have delivery service attached to their services. So these ones will charge you. Some of them will also uh, give you the product and tell you that I'm giving it to this delivery guy. He will come to you at this time and when he gets there, this is how much he says he will charge. So the delivery guy gets there and then you pay him or her. Instead of paying the vendor who would now if he or she is using uh, 
a delivery guy as a third party. Instead of the vendor paying the delivery guy, you would pay the delivery guy. So what in those cases, some people try to negotiate with the delivery companies to, to try and bring the price down because we don't have a standard pricing system here for a lot of things. So that's how these things work here. Yeah, this is great information. So I was taking notes the whole time because this is opportunities <laughs> uh, that could be leveraged uh, by um, someone who wants to uh, enter the market because this is clearly a gap. Um, and I'm seeing that globally, it is kind of the trend, especially because of COVID. Even though a lot of things have transitioned to be online, everyone's sick and tired of being uh, on their couch, right? They're ready to go out. Uh, and so uh, a lot of people are reopening <laughs> physical stores, but doing it in a very non-traditional way where they're doing stuff like the cloud kitchen. Uh, but now there's kind of like the cloud e-commerce, where it's people who are very successful actually selling on Facebook and Instagram or opening up these pop-up shops to allow people to go in, but then it also becomes a hub for delivery as well, so they can get stuff super, super fast. Um, so it's very interesting that this is also getting traction, uh, you know, for example, in Ghana, but there's still a huge gap between uh, which is true for a lot of people, um, probably not in Asia, because they kind of already been doing this for a, a bit uh, for some time. Uh, but doing this whole uh, logistics with the motorbike and the delivery, that's a huge opportunity for anyone out there. Uh, and so you can go ahead and continue. Thank you so much for uh, asking or, or answering my questions. Okay, sure, sure. Um, so, yes, I was talking about uh, COVID and how it's affected mobile money. So um, this growth... It was part of why we had 569 billion cities in transactions because we were still in the millions as of 2017 when I last checked. So to have us go to 569 billion cities in 2020 was a big thing that we made a lot of noise about. Um, another thing that mobile money has done here is um, the creation of jobs. Um, I'm home right now. If I should take a walk down the street for 10 minutes. Okay, let me see if I can count. One, two, three, four. There's about six mobile money vendors just on, on the street I live on. So you have um, some in kiosks who have indicated most of them use paint their kiosk yellow or red just to sh and then have the logos of the various telcos. The ones we have here, the three main ones are MTN, Vodafone, and then Airtel Tigo. Now, Airtel Tigo used to be two different companies who were all offering mobile money services. So we had Airtel Money and Tigo Money. But I think, was it two or three years ago, they came together and so now we have Airtel to go money. But MTN is still the biggest because they started the service and they even in terms of the, um, number of customers, MTN has the biggest in the market, followed by Vodafone, then Airtel to go. La the interesting thing is that last year, the government of Ghana announced that they had bought all the shares from the former owners of Airtel Tigo 
who have now left the Ghanaian telco market. So now we have um, MTN, Vodafone, Airtel, Tigo. There's Glow, but Glow is more focused on data services than voice and other services. So normally when we are talking about these things, we don't add Glow. But they are also down there doing their own. They sell a lot of um, internet device routers um, and those things. They focus more on those than on voice and mobile money. They actually don't have any mobile money service. So if you want to use mobile money in Ghana, you either have MTN, Vodafone, or Airtel Tigo. Sure. And what you... Okay, I'm listening, Farah. Uh, I just have a quick question. Maybe you're going to get into this. What What do you mean by job creation because of mobile money? Um, okay, so um, one thing is I'm done with school. I'm waiting for my results. And then, so normally we wait for about three, four months for our results to come. Let's say I'm done with junior high. I'm waiting for my results and then my placement for senior high. What we have is a three or four month period where you basically be doing nothing. So what some people get is their parents, friends, or some relative will get a merchant account, a mobile money merchant account, give it to them. So what they do is they have their kiosk, if I go there, if I want to transfer money to you, but I have it in cash, or I want to put that money, the value, that same value in my mobile money account, I go to this vendor who will then send me an equal value of whatever amount I'm holding and then take the cash. So if I'm sending it to you, that um, on MTN, there's a charge. On Vodafone, I think there isn't any charge. So what these people are basically doing is sort of being the middleman for the transactions or being the one to take the cash and then sending me the same value in terms of mobile money, um, in terms of mobile money, how much I want. So that's what these people are doing now. These people get paid a commission by their telcos and if you look at it in the small amounts that we deal with, it's not much. But if he, the person is getting, say, 50 pesos on each 100 cities transaction and they do maybe uh, 500 cities, that's 50 pesos times 5. If they do 5,000, that's 50 pesos times 50. So on the whole, if that is the kind of employment that it serves. Some of them have also taken it to the next level where they have created relationships with certain people. So if there's a guy who comes to my office, for instance, if I want to um, deposit money in my mobile money account, I don't have to walk out to a vendor who may be on the junction. All I have to do is call him and tell him, hey, Foster, come to my office. I need to do some transaction. And he'll get on his bike get to my office and then we will have everything that I want to be done and it will be done smoothly. So, um, real quick, I'm um, listening. Uh, 
and then, uh, sorry to keep interrupting you, but I just have a bunch of questions. Because again, I'm looking at the opportunities here. So if I'm, uh, <laughs> uh, it, it seems like if you want to, um, it's just relationship building in terms of who you can go to uh, that will uh, do the exchange for you. Is there an, um, any company working on a network of that? So you know how there's like, uh, for example, in the U.S., there's something called like, uh, what well, is a bunch of stuff uh, all over the world? Uh, but there's like Angel List or not Angel List, I'm blanking out, uh, Angie's List. <laughs> um, so basically, there's like a website where you go and rate people. Right. And that's how you know who's trusted when it's a, a third party that needs that you need for a service. Um, now, that is more for like plumbers or electricians or something like that. But here's the thing, though, uh, for the people that you want to come meet you. Um, so basically, for people who are not immediately outside your door, how are you? How is someone discovering that network of individuals? Um, is there a texting app, a chat app or anything like that uh, that allows people to connect in that type of way? There's nothing like that. Now, the thing is. I am contacting this person not because someone may be referred to him, but maybe I've done transactions with him for long enough that I, I've come to trust him. Because if he's not available at the time I want to do it, there's someone else who is set up just next door who can do it for me. So there's no platform set up to do these kind of things. It's based on how much I trust the person and then how much I trust the platform he's using. So if I go to him and I tell him that I'm, I want to do something to send money on MTN, MTN has built its system such that the person can't cheat me because I will only hand over the money after the person has sent me the same value to my account and I've seen the amount on, I received the SMS tell me that you received this amount from the ABCD company. Then I will give the person the cash. So there's no platform that does that kind of thing. Okay. So it's basically not a problem. <laughs> it's not a pain point. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so go ahead. I'm sorry. I interrupted you with that question. All right. Um, so, yes, when it comes to job creation, that's basically it. There are some people who are even done with university. So some people have what they do is when they are registering, they register maybe five SIM cards under the same company name and then set up in different points in the neighborhood. So... If I do it, I will employ maybe four other people, set them up in, at different points in the neighborhood. Now, when all of them do whatever transactions they want to do, it comes back to me, and then I will pay them. If our agreement is at the end of the week, if it's at the end of the month, then I will pay them. So that's basically how the employment scene with mobile money is created. Um, moving on, we have some startups that have picked up on these payment systems and built on it based on some 
policies that have been put together by the central bank, that's the Bank of Ghana. And what some of these people have done is taking the mobile money, normal mobile money transactions, and built it to the point where if I want to pay my bills, I can pay with mobile money. So um, the good thing is this has pushed the telcos themselves to start putting this, these services in the traditional mobile money so that if even if I don't have the apps from these fintechs, I can still use the USSD code and pay. Now, some of these platforms are Express Pay, we have Slide Pay, we have ZPay, which now ZPay has got big to the point where um, they recently acquired a mobile money company in Zambia called Mangui Mobile Money. Um, we have Kudigo. There are lots of them. There are also some companies that use mobile money and to, uh, to give out loans. So, um, oh, let's go into this loan stuff. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so when we're talking about uh, loans, now uh, what is it like to qualify um, as a uh, individual? So now that if everyone's transaction transacting on mobile money, is there a certain reputation that is now attached to uh, what you're doing on that mobile money wallet? Uh, has it brought more? I'm going to tons of questions, but I'll stop at this one. Has it brought more accessibility okay. of loans to people, right? Because that, that's a gripe I have. The everyday person <laughs> struggles uh, to um, get financing, right? Uh, the joke is yeah. you have to have money in order to get more money, <laughs> right? Okay, so um, I will start with the Telco MTN, which I know gives out loans. Now, for them, they call this quick loan. And when you're starting, they give small amounts, maybe 100 cities, 150 cities, and you have a month to pay. If So in that month, they will not deduct anything from you. As soon as the month is over, they give you a small grace period to pay, after which they will send you an SMS telling you that you are supposed to pay this amount, please pay, or whatever amount gets into your account will be deducted. So if you don't still don't pay, what will happen is that you will not be able to have any transaction going on because they um, they have your ID number, they have your phone number, which are two very important things. So if within the period where you're supposed to pay, after your grace period has elapsed, if you don't pay, what happens is that any money that comes into your account, they will keep deducting until you have paid the amount you're supposed to pay, including a penalty. So now, there were instances where Go ahead. some people tried to dodge this thing by getting new phone numbers. And what they did was, if the person uses the same ID card, to register for the new phone number, then they immediately connect the dots and know that it's the same person. And so 
will immediately send a message to the other number that we know this is your number. And so any money that comes here to we will deduct it. So what about... So, uh, that all makes sense. So thank you. So what about uh, co- companies innovating in this space? Uh, because we talked a lot about MTN. Uh, and you did mention some fintech companies. And what we'll do is I'll share it on Twitter. Uh, like give a shout out to those companies on our twi- uh, the Twitter handle so people have it. Um, but it'd be interesting to understand uh, how are, you know, because when I look at MTM, I just think big, big company <laughs> uh, incumbent, right? Yeah. They're, they're kind of dominating the market. Yeah. And, and so what is actually being innovated on top of this layer? You already talked about job creation, which is great. But is there any companies that are kind of taking a step further uh, when it comes to fintech? Um, um, so we have uh, one that's called Fido, F-I-D-O. Now, this company basically is set up to give loans. Um, so if you want to register for that platform, you just need your mobile money account and then um, a verified ID. Then... You go, they have uh, a platform, they have an app, and they also have a, a short code that you can use if you don't have a smartphone. So you just go on the app, you apply. Um, previously, the highest amount you could get from them was 600 Ghana cities, which is around $102. But... Two months ago, they announced that they had increased the amount to a thousand cities now, which is around $170 at the moment. So this platform, all it does is giving out loans. And then depending on the telco that uh, you, you are subscribed to, to give you to give them back the money if you are trying to default. So in that case, until you pay back the money, there's no way you're going to be able to make any transactions because as soon as the money gets into your account, it gets deducted by your telco to Fido. So that's the most popular um, company that gives out loans here. So I have another, and this is probably on a slight tangent, but real curious. Um, now, when we're talking about cross-border transactions, are there any startups innovating in that space um, by African people to highlight? Because I know one, but it's not African-owned. It's like two tech bros from America. <laughs> so uh, mm-hmm. if we know any, it would be good to share. The reason why I say that is because when I expanded into Ghana, I hired like six people and uh, it's an utter nightmare trying to pay them because of the mobile money infrastructure. Um, and so yeah. I did it during COVID. So there's no way I was uh, going to be able to get to Ghana uh, to basically um, get a bank account, go through all the legal process, get a mobile uh, money account. And then how was I ever even going to fund it? So it, it, it's, it's uh, really thriving to see like the hyper-localization in terms of transactions. But now, how are, you, how are these businesses, so take, for example, 
if someone wants to like build a house, everything is done in USD. Uh, USD. My understanding is a lot of material is shipped in. Uh, I could be wrong, but ultimately, if you're the reason why it's priced at USD is because of that, right? So it's that they don't lose money. Uh, and so, how are cross-border transactions happening? Because, uh, or you know, even if we're just not even talking about US to Ghana, but uh, amongst the continent, how are people exchanging? Because it doesn't seem like it's very interoperable. If my question makes sense. Yeah, um, so we have some companies that are focusing on expanding outside of Ghana. So one is Express Pay and the other one is ZPay. These are two of the most popular in the country. Express Pay allows you to connect a Visa card, a MasterCard, um, American Express, Discover, and there's a lot more. Uh, ZPay has some partners it works with, like MoneyGram, Mama Money, Ria Money, and some other companies. So basically, if you use any of these services, you can connect to either ZPay or ExpressPay and then use their service to make the transactions that you want to make. So we already have some here that are doing that. So if you want to pay your uh, staff, all you have to do is Find these companies, just get ZPay and ExpressPay. They have apps that you can use there. You can also visit their website. So ExpressPay is expresspaygh.com and then ZPay is myzpay.com. You just go to either their web pages or get their apps, which are on both Android and iOS. Just register you get your account set up and then you can make whatever transactions you want to make. If you want to pay anyone's bills in Ghana here, you can do it. Uh, if you want to buy data bundles from any telco, you can do it from these platforms too. And there are some schools here who have linked their bank accounts to these platforms. And so you can pay school fees through these platforms, there are some groups that some philanthropic groups here too who have set up their accounts on these platforms. So if you want to make any donations to them, you just get on these platforms and then you use them. So we already have such things going on. And there's one called Haptel, which is basically for service providers to set up their payment systems, monitor them, if it's bulk SMS to their customers that they want to use and any other thing. So Haptel is not just in the fintech space, but it's also in customer management and all those things. Okay, thank you. So we have about 15 sure. minutes left. Um, so before um, oh, I have you, uh, you know, uh, add some additional information or wrap up. Uh, anyone's invited to ask any questions that they want to know about the FinTech space. Um, you can do that. And I think everyone has been here. So I guess I don't think I need to reset. I think we have a new person. So let me reset the room <laughs> real quick. Uh, so basically, uh, this is a brand new club that uh, 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 that we both started um, called African Tech News. Please follow so you can uh, know when we do other rooms. We plan to do it on a weekly basis, and the goal is to highlight uh, pretty much companies on the continent. Um, 
more so like small businesses. Uh, it could be bigger businesses as well. It does, when we say tech, it does pretty much be, it is very expansive. So for example, a company making a tractor uh, tractor is a tech company. Uh, and so we're looking to really bring more awareness uh, to uh, business activity um, and news happening on the continent. And then we are being uh, inclusive to also include anyone in the diaspora as well. So the focus is that anytime we need to uh, buy something, we already know without having to do too much effort, someone who's already doing something that we need. So for example, I need to send money to Ghana, I already know an African company uh, that is doing it. Um, and it, you know, again, goes across all different types of products. So uh, the rooms are basically popcorn style. Uh, so yeah, uh, I mean, that's pretty much it. <laughs> uh, so Jeffrey, if you had more stuff to add, and again, all the companies that we're talking about, I'll go ahead and share it on Twitter. Uh, so that way you have their website links. Um, and then in the future, people can get on stage as well and talk about different headlines of what's going on uh, on the continent as well. That's definitely welcome to basically knowledge share. All right. So um, I will go on to highlight one startup and a very nice partnership that they started earlier this year, and that's Kudigo. So what they did was went into a partnership with local textile company called GTP, who are basically into African print fabrics. So what Kudigo did was they set up an online storefront that was specifically for GTP. So if anyone went to the website, they would get these uh, fabrics to buy. And then wherever you are in the world, they would just get it for you at the um, CD value of whatever currency that you want to do. So it's called gtpstore.storefrontmall.com. That's the URL to the storefront. If you want, could you go storefront itself? It's storefrontmall.com. But if you specifically want to get the African print fabrics, you go to gtpstore.storefront mall.com uh, I will send the link to um, Farah so she posts on the Twitter handle too very soon so basically that's what this platform is also doing and finally I will talk about some things that our central bank has put together to help with the fintech and the more money space and I've already spoken about the interoperability. Now, one thing, another thing that they've done is called GHQR. This platform is basically set up so that service providers and any other company can set up their own QR code so that if a customer wants to pay, the customer just scans the QR code and then they make the payment. So if they are using a bank app that allows them to scan the QR code, they just scan, they get in there, they make the payment as they are supposed to, and then they are done. So this one is for um, physical shops. 
So if I come to your shop and I buy something, I don't have to use a card. I don't have to use cash. All I have to do is get into whichever app I'm using, scan the, your QR code. This QR code works for all platforms, banks, mobile money services. And then I make the payment. I take whatever product I want to take and I'm gone. So basically that's what this platform what is, is set up again? to do. It's called GHQR. Mm. So basically Ghana QR. I like that. Yes. So mm. uh, sidebar, I'm going to be getting rid of my smartphone. So that's why I like all this interoperability. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm being very serious. Okay. Uh, you know, it's complete sidebar, but I hit all this data tracking, privacy, you know, data leaks, all this type of stuff. So I'm like, I'm getting, like, um, uh, uh, in, 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 you know, it, it's, um, it's technically, it's called the light phone, uh, but yeah, it just has mm. basic functionality. So I would still be able to operate in Ghana because I was, that's what I'm scared of. If everything's on <laughs> mobile money, uh, this is, it makes it very rough to transact. Uh, so this is very nice to hear. All right, sure. Um, the one final thing, which this is quite old, it's called eSwitch. So eSwitch is basically a card. Instead of it being the the money being in a mobile money wallet on your phone, this time you transfer the money onto your account, which is on the card. So if I want to get my money from the card, I go to a bank, they slot the card into what they call the EaseWitch machine. They, I, they punch in how much money I want and then they give me that cash. This platform, most of the government's social intervention policies make their payments to people in rural areas with either mobile money or the EaseWitch card. Before you start your national service in a, a public institution in Ghana, you need to get your EaseWage card because that is how they will pay you. This card is also set up by the a part of the Bank of Ghana that's called GIPS. So what this one does is that it works in almost every bank. So you just go there, they have a small POS device, they slot in the card, you punch in your PIN code, and then they get you the amount. Or if you want to check if any payment has been made on the card, you check and then you do whatever you want to do with it. So that's the final thing that I want to talk about. It's called eSwitch, E-Z-W-I-C-H. So um, I don't know if there's anyone that uh, has any questions. Oh, and one more thing. There are some shops in the country that also accept payments with EaseWage cards. Not a lot, but there are a few that do this. So um, I am done, at least for now. If there are any more questions from you or from anyone else in the room, I am ready to answer them. Yes, thank you so much. This is uh, a lot of good information. Uh, I already have some ideas for the future. So